We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 259. On this episode, we've got some news, and we'll be talking about recent episodes of Jane the Virgin, The Flash, Arrow, The Hundred, and Heart of Dixie, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 259. I'm Emery from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray. And I'm awaiting a blizzard that looks like it's going to peter out. Yeah, Emery's waiting a blizzard, and, and we just had, like, quote-unquote heat wave come through Seattle. Part of me is excited that it's not going to be, like, a foot of snow, but the other part of me is not excited because I really kind of wanted a foot of, slow, of snow, you know? There are some places around you that are seem to be getting that. I just saw, like, a news report that there's some places around New York, whatever, they're getting, like, two inches an hour or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So maybe it will change and we'll get a ton of snow overnight, but we don't know. Anyway, so that's that's the weather we're in my neck of the woods. And that's it. Uh, news. This is the only thing written. Talk a bit about too much TV with some numbers to go with it. I don't know what that means. I mean, we mention it all the time, you know, how much TV there is and stuff, but they're, uh, during the TCA... Recently, the uh, television critics. Yes, I avoided Twitter like it was the play <laughs> for a month. Uh, but uh, apparently, FX in one, in their presentation, they had done uh, some research on how much TV and uh, a bunch of different stuff about TV, and there was a few articles written about uh, about it. And we're always, you know, kind of mentioning there's just so much stuff on. But apparently, in 2014, there was. 1,715 different shows that aired on broadcast or cable or, uh, you know, also come from some of the the streaming uh, networks. And that's that runs the gamut of everything, you know, talk shows, uh, you know, reality shows, uh, game shows, scripted programming, documentaries that are, you know, that are not like not one off things, but like things that are actually a series of of uh of stuff and that's a lot of stuff but within that 352 of them are scripted so like that's how much we keep talking about how much scripted tv there was and so to actually see a number that in 2014 in prime time i can't remember i think the prime it may not just be prime time it may be prime time and late night for for that number but 352 different shows is a lot of scripted programming. But the the interesting stuff was that 199 of those were cable. And so there was like 120 something like broadcast shows. But that number is like roughly stayed, you know, somewhat the same recently. But since uh, I think it was since 1999 uh, on cable, there was like 20... There was like 20-something scripted shows on cable. And here, 15 years later, there's almost 200 different mm-hmm. scripted shows on cable. And then there was also, last year, there were 24 uh, different series that came out either on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime. 
you know, to go along Which is even more that. of a reason why the Nielsen ratings need to not be the only thing that people are basing their lives on. Well, there, it's and it, a lot of it is niche, like too, where you know, different uh, and what what is considered a hit on any given network is different. And it was just really interesting to see some actual numbers to go along with that idea that you just sort of know. Because, you know, there's always things starting these days. and But that was just, uh, it was just really interesting. We'll have, I'll have links to a couple of the stories about that in the, you know, if you, you'd like to read more, read more about it. But I just, there wasn't really any other, you know, there wasn't really any other news of things being like picked up or canceled that we normally talk about. And I thought that would be, that would be interesting to mention here in the news segment. And yeah, so there's a, basically the news is that there's a lot of TV yeah. to watch. <laughs> But that that anecdotal idea with but with here backed up with actual numbers. Somebody sat down. Somebody sat down and counted this up, man. I don't think people doubt that there's a lot of TV. I don't know that they needed numbers to back it up, but I appreciate that someone wasted too much of their own time to do it. But some of the things that were interesting were to see like where the growth was, how much TV is different ne- cable networks, and more and more keep adding. Mm-hmm. More starting starting to have scripted shows that never had it before. I mean, the fact that PlayStation has a TV show, I really think that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. That's, there's our TV. Yep. You need and to have. You, yeah. Yeah. These days to watch everything, you need like 20 devices and. You know. Yes. So good luck watching it all, folks. That's it for the news. If there's anything else we missed, oh well, you can find it online. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like I said, I've been avoiding Twitter. Now that I know TCAs are fully over, I've gone back to Twitter um, because I can't watch. I can't check my timeline if fifty of the same, like of the tweets, are the exact same thing. When you're following a bunch of TV critics or bloggers or whatnot, and they're yeah. all, <laughs> and a, a good majority of them are all sitting in the same room listening to the same stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, it can uh, it can get a, a little. A little much. So there you have that. Prime time. We're doing an all CW prime time today. How about that? That's how about of a... that? I mean, I watch pretty much everything. Well, no, that's not even true. I don't watch everything on the TV on on the TV. <laughs> you don't watch don't all three hundred fifty two shows CW because I only like the five shows in the CW that we're about to talk about and America's Next Top Model. I should point out. But that's still that's a high percentage of. Of shows that are sure. not just that you know we're ended up talking about, but they're all they're all pretty solid, you know, on the on the above average to great you know type of uh, level here. Yes. Um, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, the first show we're going to talk about is Jane the Virgin, season one, episode ten, chapter ten. So, did they imply in the? And I don't know if this is true. But I feel like they implied at the finale, like the final sentence, and until the day he took his very last breath, he did believe that. Like, is Michael not long for this world? That's how I took it. Right? I mean, it was a little... I mean, I guess we'll find out tonight if they follow up on that line, but um, it felt weird that... Which I guess would be good, because I, I don't think the show needs the love triangle, <laughs> or at least they need a stronger love triangle, because I don't necessarily... I'm not Team Michael, but... I thought it was an interesting turn and I thought it was 
It was good, though, to see that he's the reason that, like, um, Alma gets to stay, whatever her name is, um, at least for a little bit. Like, that it wasn't Rogelio doing that, and it wasn't, you know, what's his name, stepping in and doing it. I don't even know his name at this point. What's her boyfriend's name? Raphael. <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know Why the names when the- I'm watching. Yeah, me too. Why wasn't the first thing out of her mouth, the grandmother, I guess they said, they kind of implied that she forgets what happens, right? Because wouldn't the first thing out of her mouth have been, Petra's mother pushed me down the steps? Or somebody pushed me down the steps. Or somebody, yeah. Like, she didn't necessarily know who it was. Like, she didn't just fall. She was pushed. But I guess they they wrote that in, like, a line that was like, oh, I guess she has, like, forgetting something. God, I'm so over that whole Petra and her mother story, though. I want her mother to go. I don't mind Petra. I mean, I like her, and I like her as a character. I think that if they can find something to do with her, more than just this, like, yes, mother, I'm going to try and find us money. Her mother is the one that ruins everything. But her mother's the worst. Yeah, and she finally actually tells the truth, but now nobody believes her because she lies all the time. Exactly. She's the girl who cried wolf. I love that the guy is now, uh, he escaped, right? And that he's... I don't even know what purpose he served. I guess he was a henchman for this guy that's coming to get her. And are we supposed to believe that Raphael is Sinrostro or is involved? Like, you can't, to me, you can't be a writer and say, oh, Michael might die. But her other love interest, the father of her baby, might be Sinrostro. Well, they they tried to, you know, well, at the very end, they tried to say that it's his father. uh, Which almost feels too obvious <laughs> well that seems right, like that... the that seems like the the answer to that question from like the first time he showed up on screen uh, but he's uh, you know they're obviously been running uh, the illegal medical uh, you know, facelifts and whatnot uh under the hotel but you yeah you don't know if it, it's it's more than that and and his reaction to her saying that it seemed like not like uh shocked that well it's it's actually me but you think it's my dad it was more of a like shock like he hadn't even thought of that either uh and that maybe you know maybe it is his dad or something i I don't know it just looked like the reaction that he had to it wasn't like where the ultimate answer is going to be end up that he that he either knew about it or because his reaction to when she says that doesn't seem like well, I don't think he's going to react with like he can't possibly be Sinrostro. No, I mean, but, I am. Like, but his I his reaction me. seemed to be more like like he hadn't thought about his dad possibly. Like he hadn't thought him. about it, but not like not like oh man, I've been doing this and now my dad's going could possibly be you know looked at for it. I don't know. It, it looked more like a surprise of like that whole idea that uh, that any that him or anybody could be thought of to be this uh, drug dealer or whatever it is that. Uh, what I do like is that they do keep throwing things at Jane and Raphael and like on maybe a lesser show, they would break up and there would be like a constant breakup, get together, breakup, get together. But like her asking him to not fire someone like little things like that could have been blow ups that other shows might've broken. Like I said, broken them up, but they seem to manage to come back together pretty quickly. So I like that aspect of it, that it doesn't feel too contrived, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, they do a good job on the show of of how they, you know, how they do a lot of this stuff. Where you know, <laughs> it's all highly contrived. Like, 
But just the way it, everything plays off of each other and the different characters as they've developed and the, you know, the whole humor aspect of it, they've continued here 10 episodes in to maintain that balance. Sure. Right. What do you, th- I mean, were you, when you first watched it, did you like love it? Or I, I just, I don't know that I ever knew your I thoughts felt? on the, yeah, like how you like the show and where you are now with the show. Oh, I've always liked it. I'm not sure. I guess I would say, I, I don't know if I would say I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a love seems like a, I reserve that for just a few shows. <laughs> I don't give that to every show. Right. You know I mean, because I do really like it a lot and I look forward to it. It's like the perfect Monday night show for me. It makes me laugh. I love, I've said before, I love that you have to look at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you right. miss things or you, you know what I mean? Like the whole, I liked how they handled, and was this the episode where we came back from hiatus? Like I liked yeah. how yeah. they handled the catching you up, like re-telling you things that we already knew, you know what I mean? Like that um, thing that every show has to do when they come back from hiatus. I liked how they did it like, when they went through all of the things that Petra did, it was just all like all the reasons he shouldn't trust her. It was just all on the screen. He didn't have to say them all out loud. Right. You know what I mean? Like I like that stuff because I like that it does it so different and it is kind of refreshing. It's not the same old show. Every, you know what I mean? Like every other show out there. And I just, I, I like every, I like that despite the fact that it's a telenovela type of show, like they do a pretty good job grounding it in reality. Like, they have real drama moments with the characters, uh, which I think is where you're getting to with, like, they didn't break them up. Like, right. you would expect that, like, in a melodramatic, you know what I mean? But they don't do that. They they let them have, like, the little weird moment or whatever, but then they bring it back to, no, this wouldn't really break them up. Right, right. <laughs> this would just be a fight that they have or, you know, like, not even a fight. Like, it would just be a moment that they have in an exchange, whatever. Um so I like all of that. So I really do like it a lot. I'm not sure I'm ready to say I love it, but um, I think it's really well done. Cool. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, so many people rave about it. Um, and I, I, too, do find myself saying, like, it's a great show, but I don't necessarily think it's, like, the second coming of Jesus or anything. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nice, you know, nice uh, sort of uh, the uh, virgin birth uh, Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unintended? Unintended pun there. But it was good. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I think one of the things about it is that if, of a show that you heard the premise, <laughs> I'm not sure any of us would have said that we all would have been still watching it and talking right. about it and enjoying it. <laughs> exactly. When, no, so back true. when we heard the premise and we were like, really? Really? That's so unbelievable. And even when I explain it to people, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you really should watch this show. And then they're like, isn't that the show? I'm like, yes. But I don't know how to explain it. It's an unbelievable situation, but they make it believable. Right. <laughs> well, first of all, because it just happened and they've moved on. Like, they didn't focus on how it happened. You know what I mean? Like, they did it first, but they quickly moved away from that. So you don't dwell on right. the fact that that's whatever. Yeah, like, there's not still a court case going on or, or you know, stuff like that. It is, they've, they've moved uh, they've, they've yeah, moved like, past, you know, like, how that happened and stuff. And right. now it's just, like... That's the situation that got these people in the situation that they're in, but now it's following them. Like I said earlier, they they've they're all 
they've done for the most part they're almost all like interesting characters mm-hmm. i mean michael with his like obsession that Raphael's behind everything is getting uh, a little old but i mean that's why i said they need a stronger if they really want to do a triangle they need a stronger triangle because it's so he's obviously going after him because he's jealous but then they still give him like the moment though when the the elevator gets stopped mm-hmm. uh, and i and i love that they that they totally point out with the voiceover that they're using the trope of getting a telenovela trope of getting right. stuck in an elevator. Exactly. Uh, which makes it when they, and so when they do some of that stuff and they point, you know, they point it out and they have fun with it. That goes back to, by the way, the not doing the typical, like that would have caused the breakup. Right. He would have seen yeah. them <laughs> hugging or whatever at the end of or whatever. And then he would right. have like, they would had a big fight. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. I just, I, I'm watching it. It is something I do look forward to, but it's not necessarily something that I must watch on like a, on a Monday night because my dad comes over. I watch shows I don't necessarily love <laughs> on a Monday night, but, um, so it's not a show I race to get caught up. Like when my, just to set it up, like Glenn will come over and we watch, we watch Gotham, we watch Scorpion. And usually then there's time for me to catch up on like one other show. And sometimes it's Jane the Virgin. Sometimes it's just like celebrity name game. But it's not one of the like I don't always race to catch up. It's not a I must watch Monday night, but it is must watch, just not urgently. It would be sort of there at the top of the list, but I also, uh, as Ray mentioned, you need to pay attention when it's going. So like, it's not one of the shows that like when I get home from work that I necessarily watch like first because Uh I don't want to watch it like when I'm tired or, you know. So I you know sometimes I tend to something else that. Totally. You know, so wait till it's a, you know, it might wait a couple of days until, you know, I can watch it and definitely be paying attention because 25% of the stuff that's funny or is happening is stuff you need to see exactly. actually happening. Exactly. So that is Jane the Virgin. Moving on, The Flash. Season one, episode 10, Revenge of the Rogues. Listen. I like any show that's going to bring Michael Schofield and Lincoln. What was his last name on that show? Lincoln back together because I loved prison break. So, so, so much. But I thought Dominic Purcell's character was a little over the top. He's the fire guy. (laughs) Yes. And if I heard the word snart one more time, I was going to throw my remote at the TV. Call him Captain Cole. Don't call him snart. His last name sucks. (laughs) I, I just liked at the very end when they got caught, and I was like, uh, there's going to be a prison break. <laughs> there's going to be a prison break. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't, because the, the writers of the show are very clever, so I'm surprised that they didn't find a way to write in something more like them saying to each other, you know, it's a prison break. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he did have the... You Burroughs, know, Lincoln Burroughs. That yeah, was his he name. did have the, uh, you know, the... The, the plan. The plan. He yeah. did mention the the you know that it's all part of the plan or whatever, uh, you know. If he had like a, a giant tattoo of it, then that would be probably a little too much. But right, it'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was fun to see them, uh, you know, on screen again together. But you know, playing playing something completely different. But uh, yeah, Ray, what did you think of the Flash? Uh, I actually really liked this episode. To preface that, because I know I. Don't. <laughs> I'm not on the podcast all that much that people would remember that the flash is not my favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. 
I mean, like, I like it, and I like all the people involved in it, but I find it a little boring. And I don't, I don't, which is weird, because the only reason I'm watching Arrow is because I originally thought I would love The Flash. Um, but I really like this episode, and I think it has more of the things I like, and that's why I liked it, and less of the things I don't like. <laughs> Even though... You mean Iris? Yes. Even though <laughs> we did get a whole Iris storyline, but I hate the... I would be fine with Iris if it wasn't the trying to push him in love with her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just not, I don't, and the whole much her not knowing. with Danielle Panabaker, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and I don't even find that, like, chemistry, chemistry there. Right. Uh, but you know what I mean, like, it's so, so yeah, the point, he plays off of saying, her much like, better. He plays off of her much better, even on a friend level, let alone, do we believe that he and Iris are even actually best friends? Because they have, like, no chemistry together i totally am on the same page yeah and i don't i whatever um <laughs> and, and and the whole like storyline of iris not knowing like i i mean in general i know that it's part of a comic book thing so i try i like try to ignore it yeah. but it gets old pretty quickly when people don't know and it, it's like it's not so much that they don't know it's like when it is so obvious like really yeah <laughs> you don't know but <laughs> these guys all do whatever, whatever. It's just one of those things where you're just like, it seems pretty obvious that if you were even a slightly good reporter that you're trying to be for school, <laughs> you maybe would have figured it out by now, but okay, whatever. Um, so I right. would kind of like to move away from that being, you know what I mean? A big part of it. Plus I want more of the storyline with the, um, what's his face? I don't know why I can't remember anybody's names when we do this podcast. Who is what's his face? Um, the guy in the wheelchair. Is it Doctor What's His well, Face? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say Professor. I'm like, that's not right. Doctor. Um, yes, Doctor What's His Face in the wheelchair. The Reverse Flash. <laughs> yes. Or who becomes the Reverse Flash? Whatever. However, that's gonna work out. He like I'm interested in his storyline. I feel like they have to get to a point, and they they did it a little bit in this episode. See, every time I get something like this, I. I'm happier with the show where we see the police guy. Oh my God. I don't know anybody's name <laughs> where we see the police guy kind of like Eddie or Joe? Joe. Okay. All right. Right. Joe is his dad figure, his new roommate. Yes. That's okay. what I thought. Um, yes. Joe, where he kind of like, doesn't like what the guy has told it was, has told. Oh my God. Names are awful. Anyway, whatever. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> when he tell when he like when the guy says, you know, he's not going to be involved. He's not. He can't help everybody, basically, right? Like right. he can't do everything. So he's not going to like he's going to not involve himself in what's happening. Where the police are going after those two guys, and they think the flash is going to come. Whatever. Um, and they think they have these shields for the ice, and then it turns out the guy has fire. You know what I'm talking about? Right. That whole scene where the flash is not going to be involved in that. So, um, and the guy says to Joe, the doctor says to Joe, like, you know, like he can't do every, like he can't always be saving or he needs to focus on getting better and faster and whatever. Um, and Joe says, that's exactly what he said to me, but it didn't sound like it sounded like you, you know what I mean? Like, right. whatever. So he has a moment of doubt about him, just like we saw when we had the flash, not the flash, the crossover with arrow arrow, having a little bit of doubt about him. So, like, I need a little more of that so that there are more people who are, like, something's not quite right about him. You know, 
Yeah. Because we know something's not right. So I need a little bit more. So I like when we see a little bit of that. And I felt like um, she was getting closer. See, I'm a, whatever. The girl on the team. Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> you need to write yourself a cheat sheet. At least for the podcast. At least for the podcast. That's hysterical. It's been a whole week and there's been a lot going on in my life, people. Give me a break. Hysterical. <laughs> anyway, Caitlin, when she's finding out the information, you know what I mean? She's finding out about the professor or whatever. I feel like she's getting closer to finding out that he had involvement with her fiance before she knew that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I liked all of that, I guess. My point is, like, all of that stuff was interesting to me and appealed to me. So it made the entire show more interesting to me. So I liked the entire episode a lot more than other episodes. Totally get so it. We'll see. Anyway, sorry. All that yeah, long, long rambling thing. I like it. It's one, like, you know, I think it's perfectly fine. But I think Grant Gustin is too whiny sometimes. I think, like, everything, like, it just annoys me a little bit. But I still am watching it. And it's a show that I do. I didn't watch it. Like, it's another show that I, I it's not a must-watch Tuesday night show for me. I watch it on the weekends. So, like, I do like it, and it is something I am caught up on. It's not something I let pile up. It's just not something I race to watch. Nicely done with it. Oh, I You're, you're, yeah, you're, I, you're I really ripping it up there, Anne, like, with the tonight. references. Oh, my God. I didn't, I, I didn't even – it didn't even register. Amazing. Uh, now no, I have but... to try and subconsciously do something about – targets or arrows yeah. or something yeah. if some storyline is not really gonna fly for you or something oh my uh, god uh, but yeah that uh, i i really i mean i like the show it is one of the first shows that i i mean i tend to even watch it before i head out to work same with you know same with arrow but uh, yeah there are some things that sort of uh you know that can be a, a little bit annoying but i still enjoy each episode I like that, like Eddie, like stepped up and and helped out, you know, in, in this episode. And I'm also interested to see like where it goes now that I still think he's a bad guy. Well, that's you know that's probably you know may something may ultimately happen there, but I still think it uh, is interesting now too that there's no longer the like the streak uh, type of thing or that you know some people think that. He doesn't exist. Some people do. And so it would be interesting to see what it's like now that, you know, pretty much everybody knows that and has, you know, has seen it. Uh, that they're... Follow up. I didn't know people didn't know that the Flash exists. Like, did I miss something where they were like, the, people don't know that you exist. Like, they always talk about a blur and the red guy. And, like, to me, it was the surprise that people didn't know the Flash existed. Well, they've, they've played with that, uh, you know, still that... Uh, more and more people started to believe it, you know, with like Iris creating the blog and talking about all the different, you know, you know, cataloging all the different events where people were saying that this was happening. But you still had episodes where the captain didn't believe even after he would race through and steal his lunch, <laughs> you know, that he didn't believe that uh, there were still people that, you know, you might hear all these things, but you don't want to. It may be even like you don't really want to believe it because it sounds too. But now that now it's completely out there, there's no, you know, like the captain says or whatever, because I don't, he didn't really believe it. You could see that now he's, you know, he's seen it for himself. Sure. And so now that it's completely out there, I'm interested to see how that uh, 
changes some of the things of the show. Amory, like back when what's his face? Eddie. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be what's when, his face not in a wheelchair. <laughs> when Eddie wanted to no, the cop guy, not the right, right. father one. Yeah. <laughs> You confused me. See, I thought I had the name right, and then you said something. I'm like, wait, am I talking about the right guy? Yeah, when anyway. he wanted to create the task force to go after Correct. him, and the the captain was like, didn't really believe that there was, you know, such right. a thing. I think, I think that's what the reference is back to, Amory, that they at that point said not everybody believed. Okay, all right. We haven't really okay. seen it with the public. I know. But I it was didn't. still even even for people that had or you know reports of it, nobody. Still, nobody had really seen. There had just been a lot of somebody. Somebody was inside a fire, and then they were standing outside. Sure. You know, he never stopped long enough for somebody to actually really see him. Uh, right, because in, in the process of doing it, and so this is the first time where you know, sort of, like, <laughs> it's a battle on Main Street here, where you see somebody, where you see somebody standing there, and then going really fast, and then not, and upsides of. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. I don't. And whatnot, but I just thought that was, you know, an, another, you know, potentially interesting aspect because then you never know how how the city will react to uh, to that, and will they start to realize there's more than just the, you know, right? There's, there's more, more than, than just this uh, one guy that's been helping out. We'll see. So that's the Flash. Arrow, season three, episode ten, left behind. Show of hands. Who actually thought they'd kill off the lead of the show? <laughs> Who thought Arrow was dead? <laughs> Nobody thought that. Um, what are you eyeing? Nobody thought I just, that. Yeah, well, I, not here, not the three of us, but I know there are people out there who were like, they well, totally bought it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But no, I did that? really appreciate Stephen Amell's tweet after, after that episode aired. <laughs> like, thanks, it's been a good run. You know, I mean... But, Still, nobody funny. believed that he was dead. So. I mean, he was tweeting that as he was working, wasn't he? Because yeah. like <laughs> he had sure. been on set, so I don't. I was just—they're idiots. Well, I think it. Was, yeah, it be, it's it's more for me. It's been like, what are they going to, like, what are they going to write into the storyline that's going to bring him back or say? I mean, I applaud them doing it because it happens in the comic books all the time. So I like that we like they followed through and didn't. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, and. I have enough emotional investment in the show that it still meant something to me when it happened. But like, it's not That's like I ever believed that don't even talk to me, Amory. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I ever believed that he was going to die. Yeah. But they also dead. had to do something because once they set up the storyline that they were, he was never going to win that fight. Right. At this point, you know, so. Um, here's something that really annoyed me. Uh, <laughs> when Thea says to Roy, I saw you on TV. That was you, wasn't it? <laughs> you running around okay. in the red hood. <laughs> if you can tell, maybe because did she see his red hood or something before? Because how can you tell that your boyfriend, I saw somebody say your boyfriend of, oh, I don't know, five minutes. You could tell on TV was the, was the arsenal, but you couldn't, you can't ever tell that your brother, your brother. that you've grown up with <laughs> is the arrow. I'll give you that. Cause I think Theo not knowing that he's the arrow is the stupidest thing ever, but and by that, I mean it makes her like the stu- look like the stupidest thing ever. Right. Sure. Um, I will say that he had the red arrows from Arrow, so she knew he was working with Arrow. So, like, she has some, like, knowledge that he's working with Arrow, so, of course, she would know if there was a red guy 
doing stuff with Arrow. You know what I'm saying? And he always wears a yeah. red hoodie. Like, there are reasons to believe it's him because she knows he wanted to work with Arrow and she saw the red arrows from Arrow to, like, that was how Roy left the messages back in whatever season that was, season one, season two. When he yeah. needed to tell the Arrow something, he left the red arrow and he has the red hoodie. So I kind of get why she would immediately know it was him. But it, it just, is stupid. It seems so dumb to me. What else happened? I like that they truly didn't bring Arrow back until the very end of the episode. I mean, we all knew he was coming back, but I like right. that that they committed to he didn't have to work that entire episode. Well, he had to do the flashbacks, but you know what I mean. Right. So Which... n- no canary thoughts? Um, I didn't oh. get there yet. Um... <laughs> well, I don't like her. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really love her as canary either. Like, I was liking Laurel a little better right before she became the canary, but I'm not totally on board with her. Sorry, my cat is sitting on my laptop. I'm the can't run from. That was that a little was, lame. That was her line. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I also don't, it's hard because I like the show and I watch the show and it's, it's not a situation where like I'm hate watching. I'm not. I like it, but I find so many more like problems with it that I don't like. Yeah, so I, I feel like I well, shouldn't. It's, it's having that. a bit of a rough start to this season. Uh, partially, I think, is I'm interested to see where the rest of this season goes because uh, obviously I think there's some interesting things that they've set up. But they've also had, you know, with launching the Flash and, you know, crossover errors episode and then also introducing potentially, you know, Adam. And uh, they've th- this... <sighs> There's no the be- cohesive storyline yeah, The beginning here. of the season yeah. has been filled like, yeah, it's, it's doing a lot of stuff. And I'm hoping that, that, you know, the second half of the season is where some of these things finally come together. Yeah, come together somehow or a little bit of a, some sort of a story. Like, I do applaud them for the whole Oliver thing, like not bringing him back right away, not being like, surprised, you thought I died, you mourned me, but I'm really alive, <laughs> like in the same episode. But then why did we have to rush through Felicity working for him and then not working for him? Like, it just felt like they took their time with some things, but they're rushing other things. So it does become less cohesive because some things are so fast. And Like Laurel becoming Black Canary. Sarah had years of training and joined the league and was like this incredible thing. And now Laurel can just go out and fight crime when she took a punch and almost like passed. I, well, some things they're putting too. I mean, I guess. Well, she's not going to have. She's not going to have, uh, like, huge success uh, necessarily uh, as, you know, going out there like that. That was a situation where she went out and, you know, when she threw the sound bomb, she was easily able to get up on somebody and, you know, whack them over the head. But I don't think I don't think her nece- necessarily no, future episodes are like... going to show. It does, to me, it does feel a little fast. It also feels a little fast yeah. because they went through a whole, like, at the beginning of the season where they seem to have forgotten that she actually had some self-defense training and stuff like that because we've seen her kick people's ass in earlier seasons. Did we? There's been times in episodes where she's shown that she has some martial arts training. Uh, well, like, people were attacking her and stuff. Yeah, Cameron. you know. Oh. In in different in different situations or in a you know in different hostage situations or and that she wasn't not that she could just that she was on the level of her sister or anything but that she wasn't always just a damsel like she did 
take care of herself. Yeah. But there was like a, to me, that would be like, that's a base that they could have. But then all of a sudden they had her go out and just get absolutely blasted. Like she had no fighting skills whatsoever at the beginning of this season and then start training, uh, you know, doing the, maybe she had better fight stuff. skills when she was an alcoholic. <laughs> well, it, was, it just seemed like they sort of forgot uh, if, if some of that, if it felt like the boxing training and working with this other guy was building on top of these other things, it wouldn't feel quite as fast. But they seem to like set her back and then started building, and now it does seem too fast. And that's a part of maybe the storyline wanting to bring in um, another comic book part of it, like because what's his name, Grant? Isn't he? He's a part of the comics, so like that was wanting to bring in another DC character, and I don't know. I don't know. I watch it. <laughs> and I don't I don't hate it. I it's not even close to hate, really. It's just confusion about some things that make me like it goes further and further down the list of shows I need to get caught up on because I'm just like, eh. Like again, I watched this yesterday. I didn't watch it the night it was on. But yeah, but I think we're still gonna have another we're gonna have some more episodes here of well, yeah, it's that are gonna answers. be kinda arrowless because you you know, now that he's well, they're going to have the stupid Hong Kong flashbacks. He can't, he can't just, you know, unless they jump ahead time-wise or something, so they can't, they can't really, you know, bring him back to the, to being Arrow that quickly. So I think we're still in for sure a few more episodes of it being kind of all over the place. But uh, like I said, I'm hoping that we get to, you know, we're at episode 10 here, that within that a couple more be all over the place because they could start setting up the well that's what i'm hoping whatever is else like, is i think it may be a little all over the place but i'm hoping that it starts to set up whatever a, a more cohesive back half of the season right um so i saw somebody say when laurel and diggle were hugging at the end that somebody said did anybody notice that they it looked like laurel was going to kiss him and they were like and i didn't hate it i don't know i know he's fully with lyle whatever name is lila but I wondered if anybody else picked up on that. I didn't really, but didn't know if anybody else did. No, I think I that's not somebody, at all. I think oh, somebody's okay. seeing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that settles that. <laughs> were these people watching Arrow? Yeah. Yes, they were watching Arrow. They watching it through the set of lenses of things they want to happen or something. <laughs> or, yeah, because that didn't, it just seemed like a couple of uh, sad people that had lost somebody that were hurt. <laughs> you know, giving each other a comforting hug. There wasn't any, I guess it was more along the lines of people don't really see dig and Laurel together a lot. So for them to be like hugging and she, her being like, are you coming back? Like it just felt, I don't know, another long line of maybe they need to reel some things in. And I don't know. I mean, it is a little weird cause it's not like she's there all the time and we see her with them all the time. So right. it's like, you're not really part of the group that would need comforting from them. <laughs> Yes. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the point. That was not... I just made an arrow pun. I was just going to leave it there, but... I feel like I should be paid in, like, <laughs> pun royalties. Uh, can't wait to see what comes up next. I mean, I really don't think that I'm going to have one for the next two. But you never know. You never know, because the first three have been unplanned. Uh, the 100, season two, episode nine... Remember me, you guys. I tweeted to the, but I tweeted in general that I missed the hundred most of all. Like in all of the 
hiatuses. Is it hiatus? Is that how it's That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the I shows just, that were gone during the hiatus? I miss this show the most of all, I think. Like, I just was – it is a show I watch Wednesday nights. I was so happy to have it back, and it picked up full steam ahead, and – I just really liked how they didn't let themselves get beaten down and they let Raven kind of take the, the torture, but they also like really did. They, they weren't going to give up. They weren't going to like, and Clark and maybe what's his name? Kane. What's his name? Henry Ian Cusick. Ian Cusick. I liked that. They were like, were like, no, this wasn't us. Let's try and prove it. And then it really did work out for them. And that poor guy died. I just love the show. And one of my major things that I've been struggling with. Poor guy. That, well, he died. Okay, but he wasn't a poor guy. I mean, okay. I feel bad. I feel bad when people die. Um, some people. So I uh, was <laughs> one of the things that concerned that me. That was my point. I'm questioning who's feeling bad for dying. But okay. Um, so anyway, one of the problems I don't, I don't have it, this problem with the show, but I was concerned I may start to have this problem with the show is that like, it seems like only like Bellamy, Clark, and Octavia really kind of have an idea of a plan or, or can put their mind together and make something happen. Like, so they have to, they have to be the ones there to kind of um, save the to day be, or. To be fair, I will say that the other people just landed. Like, I mean, it, to us, it seems like they've been there forever. But... Well, no, 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 no. This, this isn't about Abby and Kane and everything. This is okay. about how. Like, to me, it always seemed that, like, the kids, even though they'd all been there together, like, the okay. only people who really had smart plans or could do something was, like, the three of them. But I was happy to see that when they finally got their acts together, even though it didn't necessarily end well for Monty, um, I was happy to see that they were able to put a plan together, really try and execute it, really do something to help themselves instead of sitting and waiting. Because that was the problem I was worried I would have. They would just sit there and wait for Clark to show up. And what if she didn't? They're stuck there. So, like, it was nice to see that they could come up with something and that girl could help them. That they finally got a little proactive yeah, in exactly. their situation. Exactly. Agreed. I'm sure it didn't have great endings. You know, he's now in a cage. Um, but Better than dead, which is what I thought at first. <laughs> yeah, Better than dead. And I should I should have realized that they wouldn't waste a... Yeah, they wouldn't just wouldn't kill him. <laughs> they would just and be waste wasting a... the blood. So, but for a moment there, I was like, no. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Although, just... but on that, on that, that bit of things, I like the conversation a little bit of between like Abby and Kane, where she's like, but you know, their leader is just a, they're be, you know, she's just a child. And Kane's and like, he's like, so well, ours. we, yeah. we're pretty much being led by a child ourselves right now. Yeah. So uh, I thought that, I thought that put things in an interesting perspective and it also sort of brought things around from where, uh, you know, some of the adults are, fi- you know, have finally realized that, uh, like, you know, they've just gotten here. Right. And that there's been a lot of stuff going down, <laughs> down on the ground while they were, you know, having their own problems up on the, on the arc. But there's been, you know, there was some start of some conflict, but there also is that they've seen like what's going on down here and right. they've all had these different experiences now that they're just like, you know, we'll, we'll go with this. Cause this is like, this is working. Uh, and one of the know, things right I've now. always said about the show is that they don't let their quote unquote damsels, their women be the, like 
what I'm talking about is Raven. You know, she was really upset, obviously, that Finn died. And you could tell that it was that, you know, she's blaming Clark and, you know, how could you let this happen? But she comes around to the fact that, like, oh, what just happened to me? What just happened to this guy? Is what That's happen, how yeah. he would have died. So she's, like, coming around to the fact that she's going to dwell on it. She's going to be upset that he died, but she's not going to let it, like, like, she understands it. And I think a lesser show would let that kind of fester and have this girl fight. But it, they need to support each other. And they realize that. So she's like, oh, my God, you kind of did help him. And, I mean, was it a cop-out to have him back already? No, he's not alive or anything. But because it was so emotional to have him die, and it wasn't. No, well, that, that first scene when they're taking his body away and it, you see his open eyes, that was... And then they go to a commercial break. You're oh, yeah. just like, you're just like, they're not going to do. He's been playing dead this whole time, and he's still <laughs> really alive, are they? Because he, you weren't until you know until she sees him a, again. You were, you were like, wait, what? Right. So that was actually a pretty good, you know, just sort of like a <laughs> let's screw with the audience moment uh, type right. of thing. But yeah, that's the one thing about this show is a lot of times it's you know here's three bad choices but you got to make one right but no matter what they make what choice they go about there are consequences to those decisions and they don't you know they don't sort of just you know hand wave those things by those right real things actually happen and then they have to deal with those you know uh, those consequences which may create the next set of three bad situations that you, you right know, that you have to I am glad that through. Lincoln isn't a mountain man anymore, whatever they were. Not a mountain man, a, a reaper. I'm glad that was saved, I guess. Um, but I do like that they, like, he's an outsider to his own people now because he sided with the Sky people. But, of course, the Sky people are with them now. So they're all, like, one big, you know, dysfunctionally happy family. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't say enough about how much I like the show. I think that they they hold no punches. They surprise me. They... I don't know. I just don't see myself tiring of what they do and how they do it. You know what I mean? I do. So yeah, that's the hundred. We love it. I don't really have a pun about that because I just love yeah. it so much. Well, I think also with the hundred that there's, it's still enough of an undiscovered. Criminally undiscovered, by the way. Well, I'm not just undiscovered by people watching it. I'm saying that where they're at, the you know, the sky people, uh, still, what they know of where the you know of the planet and what they've come back to is just that area, right? That's so true. there's still plenty of other things that they can come up with to right. You know, they could ultimately in. defeat the mountain men, but still have oh I don't know people from because they're in what they're in DC sort of because we know like they're in the DC area because we know that the Lincoln Memorial was there. Um, so there's a whole other world that they still have to they could still fight. <laughs> Well, already we know that there's the um, the grounders right there have an alliance with people that we haven't seen yet. So, right, right. So I look forward to more. I'm so glad it was renewed. I'm so glad it was renewed early, so we can take a breather and just know that it's coming back next season. And that's just wonderful. Yeah, I think it's it's great that they're showing some faith in the show. I think I think there's potential. Because you had the short first season, and then this season, I think there's, you know, in the, in the sort of TV world that we live in now, of, by the time the third season rolls around, 
I think there's potential for growth. Oh yeah. Because I think this is a show that more and more people are starting to talk about a little bit more. And uh, I think it, it'll, it could be a show that people will want to catch up with when it shows up on. I mean, I foresee it being a show that in its 11th season, I roll my eyes like supernatural. You know what I mean? Because I loved it so much in the beginning and I'm so glad it kept going. And, but I hope it doesn't last too long and then I hate it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, let's hope it has a full life, but not, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. <laughs> uh, that's the hundred. Heart of Dixie. So speaking of the only show not renewed, Heart of Dixie, season four, episode three, The Very Good Bagel. Now I knew, because I read interviews with Layla Gerstein that, See, episode three was going to be the one where it kind of solidified kind of what was going to happen in the story. So I really am happy, ultimately, that, well, A, that they abandoned Zoe and George, you know, eons ago, and that Zoe and Wade are going to make a go of it. And I like that, yes, you know, what pushes them together is because she's pregnant. But it's truly just that they love each other. They've just been idiots about it. And now they kind of have a reason to pull themselves together and grow up. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. What are your thoughts, Ray? That I love this show. (laughs) Ray had the best comment on Twitter, Ray. Can you share your comment about uh, this story? I have the biggest concern about right now myself. You know what I'm talking about. I do now. It took me a second, but (laughs) here's what I, I would I'm okay with it, people. And I know it's the CW, so you should be okay with it too, CW, because you're into this type of stuff. Right. Um, I feel like the way the writers can solve the LaVon and um, Lemon and AB, thank you. I knew it was a B. I'm like, what is the yeah. other letter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the way they can solve this problem is just make them a threesome. I'm okay yeah. with it. Polyamory. <laughs> I mean... Seriously. They can move to Utah if they have to. Like, if the show's going to end, that could be their send. Exactly. They could be the going to Utah off. so that they exactly. can be together, all together. Um, well, I did find I it interesting that they them. they went from, you know, they had the Levon George thinking they're in love with Libin. I like that. I liked how they also had George come to his realization that mm-hmm. uh, it was it was really more of he was in love with the, you know, what the his idea. life was Absolutely. like, uh, not necessarily her as more than a friend. Uh, so I, I, I like that relationship more, which yeah. I think is, the yeah. show sometimes gets lofty. I like that. Uh, I like that storyline, but I also like that within that, while they ended one triangle, they started it up from a different side. You know, right. they, they threw AB back in with, uh, but then also told her about, you know, told her, told Lemon about Levon. So she started thinking, and so now you have two people that may be into Levon, but they don't necessarily know that the other one still is right now. This three, this uh, whatever, this triangle is way more important to me though because I like everybody involved, and I <laughs> yep, I don't want any of them to have hurt feelings. So Where I, have, I agree with you because I've been staunchly like anti George and Zoe, right? Because you know how in the beginning it was. Zoe and George or Zoe and Wade, you kind of didn't know where it was going to go. They really built up that triangle. But I've been staunchly anti-George. Uh, so, I, you know, it was never an idea that I didn't want anybody in that triangle to get hurt because I just wanted Zoe and Wade together, right? So that's happening. That storyline's right. fine. They've written themselves in a good place there. We're going to get to see them kind of grow up and be parents, right? But you're right. I love these three people so much 
that I want it to like, I can't even fathom a way that it works out well. And that like, like how can it work out well? That's, that's where I am right now. I just can't see it. An episode season. Because they all, I mean, <laughs> I just can't see it. Like there's not time for somebody to realize, no, I'm not in love with that person. I'm okay with whatever. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I guess the one we don't know about is Lemon because she didn't declare her feelings, which will just make it worse if it's supposed to be. That scene, though, where she had her makeup was, her lipstick was way too dark. Ooh, Jamie. Um, But her lipstick had that scene where, like, it's like. No, you're right. They did have that scene. She reacts in a way that makes you think that, like, oh, God, I can't allow myself to be in love with Lemon or with LaVon. If my best friend is telling me she still is. Right. No, I agree. That scene was there. But I mean, I I was just meant like, as far as we know, like yeah. declaring yourself wise, she's the only one who hasn't actually said out loud. So right. you theoretically could have her say, but then, it, then nobody's happy because they all don't end up with. <laughs> and I like, so how, I, don't know. I like how, you know, as immature as they're kind of arguing or fighting or whatever, trying to find out dirt on her boyfriend was. I like that they let George and Levon stay friends. They didn't, like, they worked through it. And they would have worked through it however it worked out. And I also love that Cricket is totally embracing being a lesbian. But it's kind of, like, like I love that. That she's like, why isn't my girl texting me back? Like, it was just so cute that she's, like, she's in a different world now. And she doesn't know how to react. And she's, I like that the show is writing it as, like, just a normal thing. Like, it's normal, you know? Too many shows don't. Agreed. I, I, I loved... Well, um, like, they didn't make loved, her change at all for it. Exactly. Happen. That's exactly it. She's still cricket. She just likes ladies. I loved that Zoe's mom came around. I love that party that Zoe's mom threw for her. <laughs> yes, that was great. It was just like... <laughs> where, <laughs> where it seems like a sort of a normal party, and then Zoe keeps finding out that, like, this person runs a preschool and and it's such a mom like her mom has not been so supportive so it's such a funny way that her mom finally is showing support but like going a million miles too far yeah, but also like uh, with the idea of uh coming you know maybe uh this this would help uh, bring her back right uh, you know to new york you know you have what was there was a was there a real estate agent? I like, but I think my favorite yeah, one the was place, the, the preschool guy. Yeah, I think my favorite one was though was the when she runs into the the other surgeon, and she's and like, she "Tell me, you're still a surgeon?" And yeah. she's like, "Yes, I'm still a surgery." And then she goes in that she's that she's uh the, the but the type of surgery has to do mm-hmm. with infants and neonatal. And, yeah, and and, uh, and stuff. And so that was uh, that that one was really funny. It was like. It was like she had gone through. <laughs> it's like she had I gone through her contacts and invited everybody that had anything to anything to do with right. the Zoe's past. To be supportive in the typical jo- Zoe's mom kind of way. Yeah, but also had something to do with babies in some way. Or, or I just love back. the show. It just makes me laugh, and I love Dash Dewitt and his absurdity. And Reginald Vell Johnson is amazing. And I mean. I feel like the writing's on the wall. I feel like eight out of nine scripted dramas have been renewed. And this is in its ninth or fourth season. It'll hit 88 episodes. I just feel like it is ending. And that makes me really sad. Yeah, but I'm kind of okay with it. Even more nervous. What'd you say? I'm kind of okay with it. 
Well, Only sure. because it means that all of our storylines, like all of the things that they keep avoiding because they obviously had some end game with them. Right, right. They feel like they're actually starting to do something with them. Well, right. Like Zoe and Wade being together. Like you can, at season four, episode three of a 10 episode season, it's probably going to end. It doesn't feel like there's going to be plot contrivances that bring them apart. Right. So I like that aspect of it too. I just think it's so funny and charming. And I really like that she said to her mom, Bluebell is my home. That was really sweet. And how Brick came around. I love it. I was just, I dropped the tongue dispensers. Like how he (laughs) is, like he's so against Zoe Hart, but also is totally supportive of her. Like, I just love that. And I, I don't know. I just don't know where they're going to go with Levon and Lemon and AB. And I don't want it to end badly. Like somebody tell me how they think it could possibly work that nobody gets hurt. Unless Lemon is like, you know what? I don't love him. Levon is like, you know what? I don't love Lemon. And it ends with AB and Levon. I just don't see that though. I know. Which makes me sad because I really like AB and Val. <laughs> the only reason, the only thing I say that, that I could see that happening is that Levon and Lemon like, George and Lemon still kind of interacted and still you could tell, like, you could kind of explain why George was feeling like, oh, maybe I'm in love with her. I feel like they didn't do that much with LaVon and Lemon. Yeah, because when like, LaVon shows the up at the cruise, stuff. when LaVon showed up at the cruise last season, like, at the dock or whatever, you know, yeah. I mean, it really was a shock to me. Like, I did not expect that it was, he was interested in Lemon again. Right. So... I really believed that he had moved on and whatever, but, and maybe, maybe we'll find out that he says that he thought he moved on. Like he went back to the, you know what I mean? He went back to lemon, but he, it was only because AB had hurt him so much or whatever. Right, I don't right. know. Well, except and in that situation, it's the other way around though. With, you know, Levon not wanting to get married is why AB didn't want to continue on that path. If there wasn't an actual, the future that she wanted. So true, but she was dating somebody new, I guess is where I think about it. Like, and he was so jealous of that and everything there. I just was kind of thinking, I guess, yeah, but I forgot that the original that reason they broke up. So, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's uh... when they broke up, she was the one who hurt Levon, even though he wasn't going to get like, even though he didn't do anything about marriage or anything like she hurt him because she wouldn't like, he loved her. But he just wasn't ready to get you know, get engaged or whatever. Right, like she was pushing for the marriage. So even though she was, was the too one, soon who actually... yeah, it was too soon. But thank God we don't have Lindley anymore, right? I mean, we can all, right? <laughs> I hated that character so much. She was the worst. But I hope Tansy comes back for George, and that Lemon finds someone. Is there anybody left that like? could be a i don't know no there's not really any other guys in town that lemon could just run away with so that ab and levon could be together i don't know the show is giving me um concerns but i'm excited to see where it goes because i love the show i mean the only thing i could think is if you introduced a new like guy who's more along the lines of what lemon typically you know what i mean has always wanted i don't know though because the whole point is that she's grown past that and she wants to be herself and have her own restaurant and and she's gotten and there. Maybe, so. maybe she doesn't have to be defined by a man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're defining her by a man. Yeah, maybe, maybe she just finds fancies. And yeah, maybe Lemon's happy stuff. ending is finally getting fancies back open. And right. uh, true, maybe. And I maybe her grandmother will decided. die. I mean, this is terrible news, <laughs> terrible. But maybe that grandmother will die and leave Lemon money, or die and leave Magnolia money, and Magnolia gives it to Lemon. I just 
I hope she dies. That's terrible. <laughs> okay, so wait. She doesn't need to die. You hope, you hope that the overbearing mind. grandmother dies. But I'm not that upset but, about a grounder. Is this what but you're the saying? grounder that was trying you to murder? You were upset about the grounder. <laughs> no, I know, you but I mean, sad. I'm not. <laughs> you were more upset over the grounder that tried to take somebody else out. It's okay, Amory. Okay, I just think Amory. this woman is insufferable. That's more what it is. It's not necessarily that I'm choosing a grounder over a grandmother. I just think this woman, the character is of, is, oh, she's awful. I just, I just hope that that is the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> choosing a grounder over a grandmother correct oh my god <laughs> you guys understand what I mean though I do understand what you mean she doesn't have to die though she could just come around and I'm not wishing death on the car- on the actor come on <laughs> but I'm just I'm just equating the where you said you said you, you don't like characters oh, I dying get it. <laughs> then- I get it I get why it's funny, but seriously, the character makes me insane. So uh, she was gone forever. I wouldn't be upset. But yeah, so I am excited to see where it goes. I am glad it's back. It was too long gone from my life. And I mean, maybe by some miracle it will be renewed, but I feel like they're writing towards a conclusion. That's a happy conclusion. So fingers crossed. That is the CW prime time. Just a couple reality things. Remember the last time I was on, I said I don't have a favorite on Top Jeff because all the people that I like love to hate are gone. That still remains the same. I don't care who wins at this point at all. But I'm still watching because I like it enough. Um, and MasterChef, I just love that show. And they do some cheesy stuff with MasterChef, like where the guys pretend to dress up as old men. And then five seconds later, they're suddenly not old men anymore. I mean, it's adults watching the show. So I don't feel that they need to do all those gimmicks, but the little kids are so cute. And also at the same time, I get mad because they can cook so much better than I can. <laughs> or not, maybe not better. Maybe not better. Um, because, I mean, you've never tasted my food. But they cook much fancier stuff than I so do. So you're saying that you could do well on MasterChef Junior. That's what you're saying. Is you could, yes. You could well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm you saying could I'm compete with the cook. Junior Chefs. I'm a very good cook, but I can't do the fancy stuff they can make. So I feel like I would be the first person voted out because I don't memorize recipes. I have to follow a recipe. My food turns out great when I follow a recipe. But anyway, that's reality. Do you think maybe they have access to recipe books in their downtime from the show and can read those books? I'm just curious because I feel like on all of these shows, they do always like they always know exactly what they need to do to make all of these different types of dishes. And I'm just like, how do you even have that in your memory? Yeah, exactly. Like even dishes I make all the time. I'm like, I got to look at the recipe. A hundred percent. I make my cream cheese icing like twice a month and I still don't know the measurements. I also wanted to mention that the amazing race teams were announced and Jonathan Knight and his boyfriend are going to be on it of the new kids on the block. For all you youngins. Um, and I am very excited about that because I support all things new kids. Except maybe Donnie and Jenny. Maybe I don't support that. But everything Nobody else I support, support that. But everything else I support. So that's reality. And then we just have a little, a little bit we want to re- recommend. Not individual recommendations, but Jason and I think that you should watch the new show 
fresh off the boat because it's really good. We'll see. We'll now, see how they... Now, here's why... Well, right? yeah. like, we'll see. <laughs> not about the quality of the show. Not about whether it's funny or not. But, <laughs> but whether they represent Orlando in the 90s Correct. Per- properly. The, the only thing I will... I don't... It doesn't have to be the 90s, but true. Because I was in Orlando in the 90s. But what I... My only thing I'm holding on to is that he is the actual showrunner. And he did actually live in Orlando. So... <laughs> right. He should know... So we'll see. I will say this to, to calm some of your fears. The show doesn't make a big deal about its location as much. Oh, I don't, I don't mean that though. Like it's one of those weird things where it's like, if you always go to the grocery stores that are in the area, you know what the grocery stores in the area look like. So when you see it on TV, you're like, no, that's a California grocery store. <laughs> I feel like that's really, really, really <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as they didn't film in your local public, yeah, I think that <laughs> I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, well, that that could be some too, but it's probably not that though. It's the street names and things like that. I get it. Since it is set back, you know, starting in 1995, but I think uh, it'll be more like if they. Yeah, what's mention, your point? That's when I came to Orlando. Yeah. So well, if they, sure. mention, if they mention places or, don't or things, that, and, and it just seems like way off. But this doesn't seem like it'll really revolve too much around that, uh, you know, like uh, yeah. in some, you know, cop show That's or something fine. like that where they're like, well, we need to go to such and such an area. And you're just like, and then they're there yes. two you seconds mean, you later. You mean like the one I had the problem with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the glades? Yes, yes, I understand. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, it's not like he's gonna be getting all around uh, Florida True. in a. In, in I'll hours. give you that. I, I'm not. I understand. I know. It was just funny because something they said in the commercial I saw or the promo I saw was very specific to a location in Orlando. So it was just one of those moments where I was like, "Oh." <laughs> but I am actually looking forward to checking it out. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. It is very funny, and I, the kids in the show are so good they're so funny <laughs> i love the i mean ABC i have to say i love great... the, the middle brother is is that everett emmett em em emery emery is the middle one right yeah, well just the uh he just seems to the one that seems that like everything just goes right for him oh yeah he's super cool he gets away with everything it's amazing it does i mean a little bit like blackish it does kind of it does kind of feel like uh, it hits the race element of it a, a little hard in the first couple of episodes, but it kind of also looks like it really is it it it's moving similar to like Blackish, where it's really this family in this new situation, uh, and that's where the you know the comedy is going to come from. That it's it not going to just necessarily like uh, whack you over the head with some right. of it, and and some of it felt a little bit. Because I don't, it's like I can't remember back like 20 years ago or whatever, but some of it still felt like, uh, would somebody really have said that even 20 years ago type of thing? Uh, but then it was also. To me, I, it felt very 90s in the best way. But then, uh, but then a lot of the stuff that they do, I think in this show, I mean, they give it a specific start date of, of they moved there in 95. So uh, I think they may pay a little more attention to when things actually happened. Right. Uh, as opposed to something uh, like the Goldbergs. 
right you know going forward but yeah there were there were multiple times that i laughed throughout the episode uh or, i watched or the three first, episodes i watched the first two loved them. Uh, i watched the first two uh, I, I didn't get to the third one yet, but I, I, I really liked it. Snow's I think it's start worth in five it. minutes, five minutes till the snow. <laughs> but oh. is it, did I read it right that they're playing the first episode twice on Wednesday night? Is that what they're doing? I know they're airing two episodes on a Wednesday and then moving to a Tuesday. Yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell if they were airing like the pilot after the middle and after Modern Family and then well, episode two and three. I don't know. I can look at TV listings right now. It's next week. On the new night. Is it the 10th? Maybe it's not next week. It's no, it's the it's the 4th or 5th, I think. All right. Well, I'm looking it up right now. Wednesday the Is that right? The no, I have no second, idea what third, I, No, the 4th. It's Wednesday the 4th cuz the Super Bowl is on Sunday the 1st. Oh, right. I don't care about the Super Bowl. Though I am interested to see what happens in the blacklist. No, there's two. It's two episodes. So they're doing the two. The pilot different... is airing after the middle, and Home Sweet Homeschool, the second episode, is airing after. Okay, Modern so Family. they are airing two different episodes on that night. Correct. So there you go. That is our recommendation. Everybody watch it because it's awesome. And Randall Park is hysterical. And now I want to eat at a cattleman's ranch. <laughs> and. <laughs> You can find links to these recommendations and the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 259. Next week, Jason will be joined by Carla Day from tvdiehard.com and Daryl Darnell from goldenspiralmedia.com. They'll be talking about their favorite of this year's Super Bowl commercials in addition to regular segments. The opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And now I got to go make my pizza that I was going to make and hope that it only snows four inches and not eight inches. There's a significant difference. That's twice as much. Yeah. Or twice as less. What? Half as much. <laughs> Half as much. Twice <laughs> as less is not a correct <laughs> sentence. Well, there's twice as less snow out there. I wish you all the best and I wish you all the best with the parenthood finale. And if I could send you all tissues, I would right now. Great. And that's all she wrote, folks. Bye. That's all she said. <laughs> yes. Bye. Got it. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. And uh, Amory, say something. Hello. And Ray. Hello. All right, we are officially recording here. All right, my hair is very staticky. It's like sticking straight up in a halo around my head. So if you start touching things, you can make yeah, make light I, again. Yeah, I've learned to control my powers. So <laughs> except for the except for the staticky hair. Yeah. Yes. That's the side effect. Exactly. Um. So I'm gonna start. Okay.